at, at kind of the cutting edge of farming in New Zealand, we're seeing farmers using drones to bring the herd in for milking on conventional farming systems. So it's hard to see what the future will hold, but I think it'll be uh, increasingly technology will play a role in optimising the efficiency and uh, resource use of, of what we do on farm and, and across the entire business, obviously. Welcome to the Esri and the Science of Wear podcast. I'm Marcella Cavallero, Esri Manager of National Government Emerging Business, and I'll be your host for today. You just heard Michael Hyde from Fonterra, one of the world's largest producers of dairy products and New Zealand's biggest company, emphasize the importance of technology to remain ahead of global competition in the highly competitive dairy farming business. To maintain its international reputation for quality, the farmer-owned company uses real-time IoT technology to manage its living assets and distribute its products across the globe. Here, Hyde and Fonterra Sustainable Dairy Advisor Kane Duncan detail the exciting innovations brought about by location intelligence technologies at this multinational conglomerate. So thank you so much for joining today. Uh, your company, Fonterra, is a major force in the dairy industry in New Zealand. And as New Zealand itself is a very large player in the dairy industry globally, can you spend a few minutes just telling us broadly about how Fonterra fits in the industry both in New Zealand and around the world? Um, so obviously the dairy industry is a reasonably big player in, in New Zealand's economy. It represents about 3.5% of our GDP and it makes up about 29% of New Zealand's exports overall. Fonterra is the kind of major player in terms of milk supply processing and distribution in New Zealand. We export about 95% of our product overseas, so, so we're predominantly an export-based company. And we collect well in excess of 80% of the milk supply in New Zealand. Fonterra is actually a cooperative, so we're owned by our farmers who supply milk to us. We have about 10,000 farmers, roughly, that are shareholders in the company and supply milk. We were formed in about 2001 as an amalgamation of two largest dairy companies in New Zealand at the time, who are also both cooperatives and the New Zealand Dairy Board. So we're a reasonably major player in the dairy scene in New Zealand. Um, about 25% of New Zealand exports from Fonterra products, and we operate in about 100 countries around the world. So that's, that's kind of where we fit in the scene. With so much of New Zealand's GDP and 29% of the exports for the entire island, um, obviously sustainability is going to be a major concern for you guys specifically. How does Fonterra approach issues around sustainability? Yeah, look, it's increasingly becoming a, an issue for our, our customers, consumers and markets overseas. They obviously want to see that the products they're consuming are, are made sustainably and ethically. But it's also an increasing issue for us here in New Zealand with our local community. Dairy's undergone a pretty rapid expansion in New Zealand in, in the past kind of 10 to 15 years. And so we're trying to make sure that our activities in New Zealand are you know, minimising the environmental impact that we have across the board. Our focus is really on helping our farmers to continuously improve. These, these are issues that farmers are dealing with every single day. And, and need support and help to understand what it is that they should be doing on the ground to address these concerns. So with all those competing forces, I imagine technology is a useful friend. Can you talk to me a little bit about how you're implementing or leveraging technology, or would you say that you're even undergoing a digital transformation? The term digital transformation, I suppose, suggests that something's changing quite rapidly. I suppose our industry is based on a long history of evolving and adapting and changing. It's not an easy thing to produce a product on one side of the world and then from a very small country and compete on a global stage. So we're kind of constantly in that space of evolving and, and using new tools and different ways of doing things. But definitely technology is increasing in the way that we do that. It's helping us to be more efficient with the resources we use, uh, more efficient with the time we have and the capacity to do things better. It's also giving us a kind of much better 
ability to tell the story about what we are doing. If I can use an example, we made a commitment to New Zealand publicly that we would have our farms fence out all the major waterways on their farms across New Zealand within 18 months and this happened a few years ago and we needed a way to be able to demonstrate that 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 had actually happened and as you can imagine that's not an easy thing to do on 10,500 farms spread across an entire country. So we adopted a a mapping platform to record every single waterway across the country to to do that and then we're in a position to confidently say that we've done what we said we were going to do and have confidence that the story we're telling is accurate. So you're collecting a lot of data and then you have to manage it and you have to interpret it and you have to distribute it. And then hopefully you're acting on it at the end of that chain to be more efficient. Can you tell us about some of the ways your operations are benefiting from the specific technology? In terms of the information that we collect and gather and analyze for farmers, I suppose we're really trying to utilize that to be able to provide insights to farmers in terms of how they can um, how they can farm better and do things better or differently. And to do that, we're pulling in data from a, you know, a range of different sources, whether it's stuff that re- farmers have reported directly to us, or it could be data that is coming to us from you know, science providers or regulators or a whole raft of different places, and, and then using that information to try and better inform farmers on, on how they can make changes to their farming system to, to make them both more profitable and productive, but also address environmental impacts. I suppose an example of that would be that we've adapted that mapping technology that I talked about earlier to be able to map farm management units or farm areas on the property to be able to identify specific soil types and management techniques and climatic conditions, which we then use in a model called Overseer, which helps to inform farmers on what they're doing on farm to reduce their environmental impact through the loss of nutrients like nitrogen and phosphorus into the environment. So pulling all that data together and being able to provide some information to the farmer in terms of how they're performing against other farmers within their catchment. It removes so much complexity very quickly to see it on a map and see how it lies across the land and how that interacts with various data, whether it's slope or soil type or all those types of issues. So that was a great example. You talked about you getting it from multiple sources. Are you integrating that at a central level and then distributing it? We've got a a strategy internally that we've been working towards in the last few years of trying to make sure that the data that we collect and use is the same source of data across the organisation. So whether it's an area manager in the field that's talking to a farmer about their business or whether it's one of our sustainable dairy advisors talking to them or it's data that they're looking up on the web or through one of our apps that they're, they're getting the same source of data. We collect information directly from the farmer on the ground. So an example of that would be the mapping software that I talked about previously, you know, when we go and ask a farmer whether they've fenced a waterway, we're, we're actually there on the ground and using devices in the field to record and geolocate that data, um, attach photos and actions and, and information as we go, which is an area that Kane's intimately familiar with. Yeah, essentially part of my role is going onto farms with iPad or some sort of similar technology and using a GIS software to map areas on farms that may present an environmental risk and obviously attaching actions and photos and giving it a rating in terms of like a risk that actually poses to the environment. We collect all that data up and we produce what's called a farm environment plan for our farmers at the end of that process. And then we've moved to actually having uh, iPads in the field with that mapping software running on that and being able to do a whole lot more actually in the field as we're moving around rather than having to come back to an office-based environment and you know, type everything into a, a desktop computer. We've, you know, as we're going around, we can write notes. We can obviously undertake 
making your farms, identify risk areas. Do you find the farmers themselves are embracing the technology? Are they actively embracing it and leveraging this power? Farmers were intuitively trying to get in there and have a play with it and see it. You know, they were intrigued and interested to see this dynamic tool that showed, you know, an aerial photo of their farm and they could add things in and take things off. And I think the majority of our farmers have always been really active or ready to embrace new technology. Um, there's certainly some in the supply base that always need a, a bit of a helping hand with this kind of you know new technology, but increasingly it's just becoming the way of life for our people in the field. You know they've got all the information they need on their smartphone, and they're using it daily to make decisions on what they do on farm. So in terms of my role and having farmers come in and being able to show them their farm on an iPad, on a map, and then be able to draw in the location of where things are, it's certainly helped being able to communicate those ideas and, and what we're trying to achieve. You know, when people can see things on a map, they go, oh, yes, I can see where that you know, hole in the paddock is or I know where that creek runs through the air. And I, you know, it, it really does help to try and get them to visualise what the actual issue might be and how they might resolve it. You were talking about how there are some geographic or procedural hurdles facing Fonterra just from its location in choosing to compete in the global space. Can you tell me what role is technology playing to help you guys stay ahead of the competition? We face competition from, from two places. We have competition for milk supply. Um, so we do have other processes in New Zealand that, that would very much like to take farmers off us. So there's that, there's that space in terms of competition. And there's also competition in terms of trying to leverage competitive advantage there. So I suppose in terms of competition around farmers, it's really about trying to provide support and technology and tools for them that makes us the processor of choice so they know that when they're with Fonterra that they get a farm environment plan that's cut above some of the other offerings out there. They know that they've got information they need to provide to a councillor or a regulator or whoever it is that Fonterra can help them out because we've got you know that one source of the truth and we've got people on the ground that can provide support and advice to them. And I suppose all of that stuff helps contribute to us being a more efficient producer and then there's also the kind of technology that exists in the production part of the business. So, for example, all of our milk tankers are GPS tracked and our collection runs and processes are optimised continuously to make sure we're being as efficient as we can. So that helps us obviously be a competitor in the global market as well. At, at kind of the cutting edge of farming in New Zealand, we've got farmers that are running fully robotic milking sheds where the cows come into a machine and get milked by themselves. And the farmer, you know, can be three or 400 kilometres away dialing in from his smartphone, making sure the farm's running running okay and, um, you know, monitoring production and all that kind of stuff remotely, opening gates and, you know, and we're seeing farmers using um, drones to bring, bring the herd in um, for milking on conventional farming systems. So it's hard to see what the future will hold, but I think it'll be uh, increasingly technology will play a role in um, optimising the efficiency and uh, resource use of, of what we do on farm and, and across the entire business, obviously. What are some of the obstacles that you're facing right now in leveraging technology? How do you see technology continuing that momentum of improvement and optimization going into the future? It's not a problem of lack of technology. It's probably a problem of trying to identify what is the most effective technology because it's moving so fast and being clear about which horse you back because things are moving on at such a pace, you know, you only need to kind of take one misstep and you're behind the pack, so to speak. So, yeah, it's, it's probably just keep up to speed with all the different changes that are going on. The other thing I would say is that increasingly there's, there's kind of so much data out there, you know, actually trying to rein that in and leverage it can at times be a challenge. We're increasingly trying to 
make sure that we're not being the answer to all the world's problems, but trying to connect with other partners and people in industry and government to make sure that wherever possible, we're sharing information in a way that is useful to the farmer and avoids that duplication of collecting multiple data sets from the farmer all the time. We really appreciate you taking the time to talk to us today. Thanks very much. Good talking to you. Thanks for listening to the Esri and the Science of Wear podcast, and thanks to Michael Hyde and Kane Duncan for detailing how location intelligence technologies paired with the Internet of Things give their company a competitive edge in the global dairy sector. To learn more, download our free ebooks, Making the Most of the Internet of Things at esri.com forward slash IOT and Making Sense of Digital Transformation at esri.com forward slash where.